Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking NFL Draft, which is always exciting. This is, uh, I don't know, I'm like energized today, talking about these players and where they're going. It just, you know, starts to feel like it's, Becoming more fantasy football season, and then I think I still got like four months before the season starts. But hey, still, this feels good. So we're gonna jump into this thing. We're just gonna go. We're gonna probably go position by position. Talk about you know where you know some where people landed, what we think, how we feel like you know where we rank them. I would go to quarterback, but you know I just I have to just go to running back. I have to just start off. I'm not even going to order. I just have to talk about Travis Etienne got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which means they don't believe in James Robinson. Just as much as we don't believe in James Robinson. And I shouldn't feel this good when there's a guy out there who didn't lose his job, but he just got some big competition for his job, and maybe a team doesn't believe him, but I feel good about it. I do. I feel really good. Yeah, I feel good too. And, I mean, we might as well talk about running back in general. And, And him, it's an interesting one because I think we might actually disagree with this. I wasn't expecting them to take a top... Honestly, a top four running back with one of their picks. I thought maybe they would give yeah. a guy later on in the draft that would at least, you know, push Robinson to be the best player he could be mm-hmm. and then, you know, fill in other gaps. Yep. That's what I was yep. expecting. They go off and get Travis Etienne. And, Trevor Lawrence's former teammate. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, and, it's all... and well, you're you're using a first round draft pick. Yeah. Him. So you know that they believe in the talent and they're gonna use him a lot. So yep. At very least, all of a sudden, what we talked about as far as Robinson getting the vast majority of the the workload, that disappears immediately. 100%. Not to mention the fact that I just think ETN is already a a better player. And we talked about about where Robinson was a good running back. We just didn't think he was elite. I think ETN has much... uh, The upside. Yeah, much more of a possibility of being a, a guy that can really take it to the next level. So much so that I know that the question will be like in dynasty drafts and whatnot. Where do you like? Where does he fall for you? Mm-hmm. And I'll be very honest. Travis Etienne, he was already my my number one going into it, and then we had the big discussion about, uh, hey, what if Najee Harris went to Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. And we're we saw it happen, and it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. I think both of them went to very good landing spots for for their particular skill set as well. I actually like Etienne better, and I know a lot of people are going to go with Najee Harris. But I actually think that ETN would be my number one pick in Dynasty overall. Like, period, end of stop. It's that's tough. It's very tough because I mean Harris just got himself in a just a great situation. You know, and it's hard to, you know, discount that. But you gotta think ETN is going to be the guy in Jacksonville at some point. Obviously Robinson's gonna play and he's gonna be there, but I think that at some point the talent's gonna win out and ETN with a, with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence for hopefully many years, that could be the difference and make him it, it it's close though it's gonna it would really I, I don't honestly know which way I would go right now for dynasty fantasy wise for this year I'm gonna go Harris this year I still go ETN I'm gonna go Harris this year I, my my but, big thing is and Najee Harris is uh he's a solid running back I already had my I, I I'm skeptical. I'll be yep. 100% honest. I'm skeptical. He fell in a great position. Yep. But I, I don't 
really know what Pittsburgh's line is. That's going to be the talking point for a very long time. We're not going to really know until they suit up and you actually yeah. get to watch them play. Like they're going to want to run the ball, right? They always yeah. want to try. They they bang it out and they give the lead back usually usually yes the the bell cow kind of carries, which we love to see. Yep. But I'm I'm telling you that really what it comes down to for me is I think ETN can immediately step in and I think he'll win. In the camp, I think he's going to win it, and he's going to be the number one running back. Whatever that looks like for split. I also think they're going to use him a ton in the passing game. And I think with Urban Meyer, he's going to want to do a lot of the, the kinds of things he did with the running back in, in the college game as well. Whether or not it works, uh, totally different discussion. But if he tries to use him like he did with all these other great running backs he's had throughout his coaching career, I think that they're going to get the ball in his hands a ton. And more so in the first half of the year when they're you know, slowly bringing Trevor Lawrence around. So I really love that. I, I just have this feeling that Najee Harris will have some big games and he's going to, as soon as they get to the goal line, he's the guy. And it's hard to argue with that. But they still have Big Ben. They have an amazing young wide receiving crew. And I don't know the caliber of the offensive line quite yet. Obviously, that would affect both. But if Najee Harris can't get it going, like if he doesn't have these giant holes, I, I liked what I saw from the tape and everything. He's very calm and collected he waits for you know his blocks to to come he definitely has more wiggle for a bigger guy but i also saw him running through a ton of big holes and it's going to be way different yeah i I just wonder if he's not going to be as strong as as uh you know just overpower everyone so i i I totally understand where everyone's coming from but i i truly believe etn all the way that's that's how much i i love the fact i mean look what james robinson did last year True. Their team has gotten better, and that I guess that's the only thing is it is the James Robinson factor that's gonna it's gonna keep Etn's price down because people don't think it's just gonna go away. Yeah, which he might just go away at some point. I mean, <laughs> I, I I think you can use them both, but I think if you will, Etn yeah. gets the 60-40-70-30, Yep. I, I think he is gonna be uh, a well, very nice I will say fantasy value. The value is gonna be you're you're gonna get a lot better value for Etn than you're gonna get Harris. Harris is gonna be top fifteen easy, easy top fifteen. Yeah, and for that one, I I still. I, I think my original thought was if you went to Pittsburgh, I said uh, he'd be low 20, like 22, something yeah. like that. I, I still would put him there. I, yeah, I don't think he moves up. He, he's in my mind. good. Yeah, in, in the ranks, he's already 13th, and that's that's probably whoa. Already, yeah, already 13th. Already 13th. Yeah. That's that's crazy talk. Yeah, already 13th. Yep, and ETN's 22. So the value you're well, going to get ETN is going to be much better. I was going to say ETN will go higher from this. Yes, I was going to say ETN already at 22, that's worse. James Robinson's already dropped to 30. <laughs> well, that, I mean, let's be honest, he should. Yeah. Um and 30 is still a, a starting running back, you know, in in some cases. So then don't draft him. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's a rough one, man. <laughs> I I think both of these guys are going to get a little overhyped. There's a lot of guys. I wonder well, if the, some I, of the shine will take off because a lot of guys get forgotten. Right, that well, like right now, Harris is a, is two spots ahead of J.K. Dobbins in the ranks, which I'm not going to go for. That's hold it. Robinson is no Harris is two spots ahead of Dobbins. oh Harris. Yeah, no. yeah, no way. No, yeah, no, that, that's the that. crazy part. So he's probably ahead of uh, he's at Cam my, Akers and no, he's, no, he's behind Akers. DeAndre 10. Swift. Akers is ten. Um. Now, oh my God, Harris is thirteen. So he, followed by Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, DeAndre Swift, Jake, Josh Jacobs is down to twenty-one. Josh Jacobs what? is becoming valuable, coming to value there. Yeah. Why would he be that low? It's all the, really, it's, because of Drake? It's Kenyon Drake. I'm guessing. 
That's that's too much. Though. I think Kenyon Drake's not very good. People are Kenyon Drake had Kenyon Drake's played good for a couple games in his life. He's not that good. So yeah, no, he's a yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I so, think things will definitely shake up even more. So and, but, you'll go ETN over Harris right now. I yeah. actually do like ETN. But I like the I like how I think it's going to play out better. I think for fantasy though, for this year, I still would go Harris over ETN. But that's what I just just ranking them. Maybe I'll do that. Value wise, <laughs> value wise, like I look at you, you could look at fantasy a couple ways. You, you know, you can rank some people in a certain way, but value is everything. If I can get ETN later, I would rather do that, honestly, and rather get more of a sure thing. I'd rather get Dobbins instead of Harris and then go get ETN later. So in the next round. So that's how I'd like to play that. So those are the main two guys, right? Those are, those are the main two, obviously. Third running back off the board, Javante Williams. He went to Denver. So actually, I'm gonna. I asked this question on Instagram. So I threw a couple of guys out there, three guys together, and wanted to see what people's how they would rank them. So we'll, we'll talk about these three: Javante Williams with Denver, Trey Sermon with San Francisco, Michael Carter with the Jets. So mm-hmm. those three, I think, are kind of, you know, you can bunch them together in a way. But how are they going to play out? Javante Williams is, I think, the better of the three backs. Obviously, I mean, I think it's pretty clear to me. But he has Melvin Gordon there. That's the difference. Trey Sermon with San Francisco. I like that fit. I think he can be good. There is Moster. There is Jeff Wilson. There's a lot of guys there too. If he's given the opportunity, that could be interesting. Michael Carter goes in the fourth to the Jets. He should be the guy though, in a way. Like when Michael Pirine's there, he's not really anything. He was also a fourth round pick last year. So I guess it's not that crazy, but Michael Carter might have the most opportunity, but I think Denver draft and Williams still means something. Even with Gordon there, they're going to, I mean, they probably just want to recreate, having two backs like they did last year, right? With Gordon and Lindsay. Yeah. Without the, without a doubt, they're going to try to do that. My, my worry is does Gordon become the goal line back? Yeah. And if he does, then it really caps what Javante Williams can do in his rookie season. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's the, the more talented of the three backs. Um, I'll be sermon for this first year. I'm, I don't see a world where yeah. he, he jumps over the other two guys. You know, I mean, I think at best he has a, you know, he's yeah. the guy in the rotation, which would be a very good thing for him. But I don't think he would get quite enough touches. Hopefully they throw more than they did last year. <laughs> so I think that that is going to shake things up a little bit. So he would be number three on mine. The discussion between being the number one running back on the Jets and being the, I don't know, splitting yeah. time on Denver it, that is a very interesting one. Um, do you go with just talent or do you go for the the upside? Because I, I do like what the Jets did, but it does not mean they'll be able to run the ball. They, they didn't have a whole lot of success last year. They didn't have, you know, they had old legs and, and whatnot. I, I don't know. This one, that one is tough for me because I do think that in the right circumstance, I would go for Michael Carter. Yep. That is in New York. Um because so, of the giant upside, but that is really that's the scary part. Is I don't I don't know what to expect out of him. So dynasty wise, though, Javante Williams obviously over these guys. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's clear cut, but and I think it probably is for fantasy this year too. I think he I think it just is, but it's not as it's it's more of a it's more because I don't think any running whoever the Jets running back is I'm not too sold on it right now. We have a rookie quarterback who isn't Trevor Lawrence. You know, I mean they're and, gonna they're gonna struggle. Yeah, a little bit, right? I, I see. The thing is, with rookie running backs here this year, this is where you might actually finally get value because you can get them late. I, I I think you should be able to get some of these guys late, and it's not going to cost you much. And maybe they turn out. 
and you can get a keeper out of it kind of a thing. Michael Carter might go for too much. In a, he's not ranked there yet, but if he's the main guy in the Jets... Where, where is he gonna, ranked currently? So right now in the early ranks, he's um, where did I, 39th, one spot behind Trey Sermon, who's 38th. Javante Williams is 28th. Okay, I will, yeah, I was going to say, I would take him over Trey Sermon no matter what. I mean, just the... I would too. The I would opportunity too. alone. But I wouldn't mind getting Trey Sermon in like the end of a draft. Sure, sure. Like, you know, I mean, right. I, I, I'm very surprised that he's ranked that high already. Because you know, right now, I mean, you know, also I think that a lot of these are not going to be updated. So, right. so whatever whatever you think, they're going to creep up even higher. So he's behind Mostert, but he's ahead of Jeff Wilson. I can see him being ahead of Jeff Wilson. I like Jeff Wilson, but. I, I, I don't buy that one either, really. Yeah. It's. I just don't think this is a great year for rookie running backs. I don't know. I, I, we watched Trey Sermon, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. being in the Big Ten and he's, whatnot. He's good, but yeah, but he, he's. Mm, I have I have very he, big doubts that yeah. he can be anything more than uh, a committee back. Yep. All right, those three. Interesting. I, I think it just it really. There's no sure things after those first two. It's not like last year we had like five six guys we liked. No, and we were laughing about this before, but I mean the the truth about the situation is this draft. Even though I think a lot of teams did very good things. The better players actually got on good situations, and the guys further down yeah. did not. They kind of got buried, and that's yep. very unusual. Well, and we're going to see this even for wide receivers. I was very surprised when I, I you know, you look at it after all, all the smoke has settled, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's not as many shining stars as they there were last year or even two years ago or or the normal. Yep. So those were the first five backs. Then we can go to some other fourth round backs. The next one off the board, God, am I, am I really going to try to say his name? Um, Kune Nuwangu? <laughs> Close enough, right? Nuwangu. Yeah. Drafted by the Vikings, which he's just a backup to Cook at this point. You know, we, there's nothing to be expected there. So he's a backup to Cook. If Cook gets hurt, maybe he maybe he does something. But there's no, right now, there is no path for him whatsoever other than injury. So I'm not going to bank on that. Next one's more interesting with New England. Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. Good back. There could be an opportunity there, but there's still Sony Michelle. There's still Damian Harris. I don't know if New England sold on any of those guys, though. And you know how they use running backs in New England. It doesn't mean anything good for him fantasy. It means he might have a week or two. He'll play probably, get a chance. But, you know. Yeah, I, you can't. I mean, you, just, you can't draft him. No, it's tough. And then Carolina, Chubba Hubbard. I love I, I love this player. I love, I really did. I and thought you're, you're going to back up Christian McCaffrey. And you're exactly. just like, you get buried again. Yes. He, you know, if he got the opportunity... I think he could be good. I actually like Hubbard. I think he, I too. with the right spot, I would have liked him. But this is not the spot. No, and he'll never get any sort of of, of legitimate, you know, a slice of the pie. And that's yeah. what you're looking for. Like, can you carve out a role? But Christian McCaffrey is so darn good that no, he yeah. everything you what are you going to throw him in on there for pass plays? Yeah, no, no. you're going to have Christian McCaffrey. You're going to throw him in there rushing plays? No, Christian no. McCaffrey is just a complete player. So same thing with with Delvin Cook, uh, or the Vikings drafting a, a backup for him. You know, those guys are irrelevant, unfortunately. Yep. Then um, next up, this is actually, this this player might have more fantasy value than some of the ones ahead of him is Kenneth Gainwell. Only because he's going to be used differently. He went, to, he went to the Eagles. Miles Sanders is still the, obviously, Miles Sanders is the main guy. But Gainwell is going to probably be used more. I would I think he's probably going to be used more maybe like a Naheem, Naheem Hines was. Uh, what's his name? Sirianni is the coach of the Eagles. He came from the Colts. And that's how they use Hines. I feel like this is their Hines. This is like his equivalent of Naheem Hines in a way. He's 5'11", 195. He's probably gonna get. He's probably gonna get some catches. He's yeah. not gonna take away from Miles Sanders being the lead back. 
he's going to have some fantasy value, but it's not never going to be a lot. And if it's like a Naheem Hines, he has flashes, but you never actually use him because he he, he does it when you're not expecting, you know, right. you never know and, what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I'm totally agreeing with you. I think the yeah. only slim hope here is the fact that the Eagles have had really bad luck in the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, Miles Sanders, even himself, he struggled with staying healthy last year. They used multiple backs. Yeah. Maybe he finds a, a foothold because of that, but I, I just like Miles Sanders more. I, I do think that this is, like you said, you're yeah. you're drafting him for a very specific use and, and to back yeah. up Miles Sanders. And that's that's the running backs through five rounds. After that, it starts to become, you know, they're, they're all backups. It's Elijah Mitchell went to the 49ers. Obviously, their second back they picked. You know, is he going to make the team? Who knows? Gary Brightwell went to the Giants. You know, Larry Roundtree for the Chargers. More interesting only because there's more of a path there, I guess, in a way, because it's just Eckler and Justin Jackson's not really that great, I would say. Yeah, I mean, once again, health concerns with, with Eckler. He's definitely the, the number one guy if he comes back healthy. Does he have and more? Josh Kelly is, yeah, too, but it, he's but not great. If he can play the way that Eckler can play, I think that would be... I mean, we talked about it before, but that would really benefit him because if Eckler does go down, then all of a sudden you can go into that slot and you're not trying to go into a, a Justin yep. Jackson type of offense, which he's a very fine player, but he, you know, he's a different type of player than Eckler, so you have to change it up yep. a little bit. Yep. So, I mean, the rest of the guys, obviously, seventh round, sixth round, who we, we really don't know. There's nothing that stands out to me as any kind of good situations whatsoever. So. Yeah. All right, let's talk about, let's, we'll talk about receivers here. We'll get quarterbacks later because they're not as fantasy relevant. So receivers... Jamar Chase goes to the Bengals, gets to reunite with his college quarterback of uh, Joe Burrow. So that should be, you know, that seems like a good situation. And Chase, you know, actually with him and T. Higgins, I like that. I like that a lot for Joe Burrow. And Chase, he's going to be a good, he's going to be a good receiver. He's obviously the number one to me, dynasty and fantasy for wide receiver. It's just I don't think I mean, there's no argument to me. I, I don't. I no, think no, it's just hundred percent clear. clear. Hundred yeah, percent yeah. agree. I, I, it, you know, everyone's wondering. They want to see him actually play. But, yep. but yep. yeah, I, you're you gave him the best possible landing spot. The, yep. I mean, the only thing, and you're going to hear this from to the beginning of the draft once again. It's all anyone's talking about currently is, can they protect Burrow? Yes. If Burrow goes down, then everything goes out the window. Yeah, they didn't draft. Uh, Sewell, so yes. that's where you know, good for us. Lions, I was just saying the Lions did, which it worked they, out. Thank the Lord, it worked out. But this this could be a good connection. Burrow has some; he's going to have some weapons. Chase and Higgins, and well, even Boyd as a three. That's a good three now. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, unbelievable. Boyd as a three is awesome. I, I do have to ask this though, because we're both. I mean, mm-hmm. we both talked about T. Higgins pretty extensively yeah. because he yeah. very quietly became a very legitimate wide receiver last year. Mm-hmm. What does Jamar Chase showing up do? Yeah. I don't okay, I don't think it really completely kills T Higgins in my fantasy value because I I had I like T Higgins but I wasn't going to go overboard with him to begin with. So, he's still going to probably be in the low 20s, 2025. 20, Chase will probably be close in ranks this year, I would say. I mean, Chase is going to jump up above that, but early on he's probably not going to be that high for me. Yeah. But Higgins, yeah, it does pro- I mean, we've seen two receivers do well with a quarterback who could have as, be as good as Burrow could be. You know, it, I'm, it's you still could have both of them be really fantasy relevant. So, I mean, I I'm not that down on it for Higgins. Honestly, I'm good yeah. with it. Boyd maybe more. Yeah, uh, I agree. Which I, think, I was never a Boyd guy. No, I wasn't either. But it definitely does destroy his value. Yep. 
but I mean, as we saw, I just you know, which yeah. one is going to be better, Chase or T. Higgins? I still lean towards Higgins, but well, I seen... could see Jamar Chase yeah. being able to catch up very quickly because of his rapport with Burrow. But we also saw last year that A.J. Green, he had 100 targets, right? Yep. People forget that. We went over this, but they totally forget that because he just didn't do a whole lot with it. But so you're saying Jamar Chase can step in there, get 100 targets, yeah. and not take anything away from T. Higgins. So I'm, I'm, I'm good still very it. bullish on T. Higgins, and I think this will only help because I do believe that Jamar Chase being the bright new toy will, yep. will hop him somehow. You know what I mean? So you'll have to pay less for T. Higgins than Jamar Chase, and I'll take that all day. So I think overall it, it will help. It does cap kind of how can he, you know, could T. Higgins become kind of a, a prolific type of guy that is getting the t- kind of targets that, you know, only the top guys did. I thought he might be able to jump into that uh, range because if there was no one else there, AJ's gone, him and Boyd, mm-hmm. I could see him getting 130, 140 targets. Probably not so much anymore, but he'll still get 100, and he'll, you know, you can do a lot with that. Yep. Um, next up was Waddle to the Dolphins and then Devontae Smith to the Eagles. So this is interesting. The both quarterbacks, I'm not sold on them as, as passers. I know. That's the problem here. I was really bummed when Devontae Smith yeah. went to Philly. You know, I, I'm not sold on Tua as a passer. I'm not sold on Hurts as a passer yet. I'm, Tua probably is still obvious. I think Tua is the better of the two as a thrower. Hurts might, I like, I probably like Hurts more for fantasy. Yeah. It's it's weird like that, but I think Tua, I would trust Tua a little bit more. I don't, I, but, yeah, um, I don't even know if that's true, to be honest. Yeah, and both of these guys, I mean, especially Devontae Smith, should he, he's the number one in the Eagles. Waddle, he has Devontae Parker there, but I don't think Devontae Parker is going to slow him down for me in the number one either. They both should be the one, honestly, on that team at some point. Yeah, well, I don't trust, yeah. I don't, the receivers or the quarterbacks just don't, don't love it. I don't love it. I don't either. And I, the the only reason I would like Devontae Smith more is because they desperately need a number one. Yes, it's more. They need it more. And I mean, Miami still has Parker, like I said, but they have Gasecki too. And I mean, Preston, Philly, Philly does you know, have. I mean, Goddard, but it's not the same as the old days of Earths. And you know, no. and you need you need more than one guy. Yeah. And you're hoping that that you know, Ragor is gonna you know actually be healthy yeah. this year. You know, their first round draft pick from last year. But Devontae Smith is going to be the guy. He was definitely pumped up to be that. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good wide receiver. I think he's a good route runner. You know, we'll find out if um, if the big CBs just get their hands on him and can slow him down at all. But I do think that he'll be fine if if Hertz can, you know, yeah, throw it I all. Just, I'm not sure though. Yeah. And th- this makes me hesitate. But I think it's going to make a lot of people hesitate, and the value is not going to. It's not going to yeah. get overboard with these two, I, which I, is okay with me. I do wonder about Waddle. Because of the speed, he does feel like a different type of player. But, I I mean, are they going to use him just in the slot for the majority of the time, you would think? We'll see. I mean, and hopefully Waddle's healthy after last year. He didn't play, like, the whole year. So. Yeah, so we haven't even seen him go. I don't know. I'm very – once again, it, it's a very – there's a few guys that see, landed in perfect spots, and these of, guys just didn't. A lot of a lot of people didn't this year. Yeah. It's, I'll, I'll be fa- – I mean, to well, be fair, I was already kind of lower on Waddle than a lot of people. So him going to Miami is not the worst thing in the world. Like, there's yep. definitely worse places to, to go. I well, mean – It's weird. This is a, this is weird because this, this is weird because – on paper, this should be very good fits. Oh, wow, these guys could step in and be the number one, no mm-hmm. problem. It's just I don't love the quarterbacks. 
but that could change. Maybe they both, you know, this year, all of them, both of them in year two, they they look great, you know, which sure. I guess you, you got two Alabama quarterbacks throwing to Alabama receivers. Jeez, it's just Alabama everywhere. I mean, Hertz went to Oklahoma for a year, yep. but he was an Alabama quarterback. So, man, it's all Alabama here, I feel like. That's a lot. Yep. Um, and Najee Harris, man, it's they're all over the place. But, yeah, I I have to see more on this. I'm not, I'm not there yet on these two. I mean, the players, I like the players. I don't want the quarterback. No, which which one in say dynasty draft? Who would you take, uh, Devontae Smith I, or Waddle? I think I actually I think I like Devontae Smith a little better. Yeah, I do personally. Too. So next up, there was two more um, wide receivers actually went in the first round. So five first round receivers. The fourth one off the board, Kadarius Tony from the Florida Gators goes to the Giants. Which again, <laughs> this is a I mean it's a crowded you know receiving group here with Galladay. I mean. If he's if he's a first round talent and he's really truly that good, he can vault some of these guys. But we've seen plenty of first round receivers not do anything. So you got Galladay, you got Slayton, you got Sterling Shepard. You know, those there's a lot of people. You got Evan Ingram to throw the ball to. They got John Ross and Dante Pettis too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, good for them. <laughs> no, not those guys, but yeah, sift through it and but, find out. And then you also have Saquon coming back, hopefully yeah, too, catching exactly. balls. Exactly. So you have a lot of going on there, and and. Uh, I just don't know how I feel. Once again, I mean, right? if you want to talk about QBs, you don't really know where they're at. Here's yeah, another one. There's another one. And Daniel just, Jones. This is a this is a tough one for a first round receiver. It's just there's a lot of other guys around. And I'll be 100 uh, percent fair to Tony. For me, he got less attention coming out of college. Yep. So I'm not as sure of what he's capable of. People really yep. talked him up and everything, but you know, I, I think he's a good player. But does he really transcend any sort of any sort of these categories or, I mean, are you going to have to use them in a very specific way? Is it going to be another slot wide receiver yep. that maybe is more appropriate than what they currently have? Yep. You know, maybe he could carve out a role that way. But in general, I'm not over, over the moon about a, a Giants offense in general. They're really trying to get Daniel Jones some weapons, though. That's they are. I mean, doing. they did. If, if so. you can't, I mean, you know, maybe they're not as high profile as uh, other teams have. Yep. But Galladay is a very good wide receiver. Uh, Evan Ingram can be a very serviceable tight end. We've seen him d- do really good things. Yep. Tony, you know, I mean, only time will tell, but, and you know, obviously Sterling Shepard too is another one. I don't, you know, he just kind of fell out. He just yeah. never progressed the way we so, want him to. I mean, to. he really could just jump ahead of these guys and just be him and Galladay. It could, could happen, no he problem. Could. So he, he's an interesting one. Yep. I probably won't be drafting him, but I do feel like he is, he might be the biggest question mark of this wide mm-hmm. receiving crew for me. Yep. So the final first round wide receiver was Rashad Bateman from Minnesota went to Baltimore, which so Baltimore has a few receivers too, but nothing. I mean, Marquise Brown, he hasn't really broken out yet. I don't know if he will. They did sign Sammy Watkins, which I mean, it's good. You're good for maybe eight games with Sammy, right? It's about all you can get out of him. They got Miles Boykin after that. So Bateman, he has an opportunity here to step in and play, but again, this isn't necessarily a prolific passing offense. And, well, Mark Andrews is there as well. So I feel like he, I, I, I'd like maybe his situation. I don't know. The thing is, I feel like he has a better opportunity to, to have targets maybe than Tony, but Tony, I don't know. It's, it's again, I don't love it because Lamar has been okay, but he's not some pure passer that's going to, you know, throw the ball all around here. No, I, and, no, I'll, I'll give him this. I, I think Rashad Bateman might be the most interesting wide receiver of this. You know, I said Tony yeah. was like the biggest question mark. 
because obviously they liked him enough to take him in the first round. They desperately needed uh, more wide receiver help, right? Yep. And he is a larger, very athletic wide receiver that's a little more prototypical for a possession type of guy, which I do think they need. And I think that's what they were kind of trying to get for Sammy Watkins, right? Just someone that can get open and Lamar to hit him. So you do have the guys that take the top off. Andrews controls the middle of the field. Now you have these guys that can hopefully kind of operate on the outside and 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 just open everything up. So I, I I really do wonder how raw of a prospect he is. I think he is still pretty raw. And I think the only thing holding him back currently will be the fact that if if you aren't quite quite a finished product, which I don't think he is, then I don't think you'll get quite enough balls thrown your way your first year. But I think as a dynasty option, he's very, very intriguing. Yeah, but I think he's he might be a, a late rounder to stash and in uh, like in this year, mm-hmm. if you have a Mister Irrelevant and you're kind of like, okay, he's the first one off, first one on. I I really want to see one game with him to see if if he's going to be a starter. Uh, a lot will be told over the off season, but he fell into a very interesting spot. But they run the ball so damn much that it's very difficult to see him getting. You know, I mean, how many how many targets would you need in order to be profitable in in fantasy you need quite a few Mm -hmm. and no wide receiver has ever gotten that much look before you know and it's always tight end is andrews he was the only one that was worthwhile hollywood brown he was only worthwhile because he would take it to the house every other time (laughs) so you have eight touchdowns but you only catch like 40 balls (laughs) so that is uh that's where he kind of stands right now but he's a very interesting prospect for them all right next up was elijah moore goes to the jets so Elijah Moore then has to compete with Corey Davis, who was just signed. Denzel Mims, who was drafted last year. Jameson Crowder still there. He could, again, these guys aren't blowing you away, but there's a lot of them. And he could he could jump up there, though. A lot of Elijah Moore comparisons I keep seeing is Steve Smith. He's like Steve Smith, which it's not bad. But it's great. I mean, <laughs> I wish. Not bad at all. He's what? He's 5'9", I think. He's 5'9", um, 185. But again, there's... It's it's not even the fact of these players. If he's if he's this if he's talented, he can jump ahead of these guys. Zach Wilson, as you know, year one, we don't know what he is. I don't love it because yeah. of that. There's just these could be in in the right situations. A lot of these players would be a lot more attractive to me. They're just not right now. Yeah, and I I do like Elijah Moore is I think definitely more of a finished product. I I do like him, but um, it's all going to be a linchpin whether or not Zach Wilson is the real thing, like you said, and. I do like his ability, but yeah. I'll, it's very difficult to tell which QB is going to take off in year one and which one isn't. Exactly. You just don't know. I mean, we, we didn't know Justin Herbert was going to do what he did last year. We had no idea. No, that's like, ridiculous. Yeah. We also, everyone thought Tua was the next coming. And yeah. look at what yeah. he was able to do. Exactly. So, Elijah Moore, again, I, I like the player. I just, this isn't the situation for me right now. So, next up was Arizona, Rondale Moore. They picked him in the second, which I was hyping up Rondale Moore. I didn't think he'd be a second-round pick. To be honest, I really didn't see that happening. So this is an interesting one too. Like, how are they going to use Rondell Moore? It's, you know, they want to give, they're they're trying to get Kyler weapons all over the place. And Rondell Moore though, he's going to catch the ball. I don't know. He's going to, the way they're going to use him, they might use him. Like he's going to replace run. That's really what he's going to do. They're going to do short passes to him, that kind of thing. He has DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk ahead of him. I think he's going to be used differently though. But they got Chase Edmonds, James Conner. They have a lot of guys around. So I 
I don't know. I don't know. I love Rondell Moore, but this is an interest. I just don't know how teams plan to use him. That's the that's the thing with him. In this one, there's a lot of guys around. Yeah, I I think it's one of these where it's going to be, and you have a lot of veterans around too. Yeah, you're not going to jump over any three of the guys you just talked about immediately, right? He's going to be and, used differently. And, it's just, and he's, he's a shorter wide receiver. Yeah, uber athletic, unbelievable. You can watch different things about him and, and watch him. As what is he five seven five eight? They list him as five nine, but is oh, that is he true? really? Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know how true that yeah, is. I'm gonna say five eight because I think that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Five eight, and he doesn't weigh a whole lot either, but he can squat like six hundred pounds. He's you know he ran a sub four four. He yep. he really is a remarkable athlete. Um, but you know if you're gonna be fourth on the the depth chart, I never whenever we talk about uh moving people around, using them different ways. Hey, you're gonna hand the ball off. You're gonna throw it to him. Um. Usually, that that doesn't bode well for them because it means that they don't have a permanent spot on like you know the outside, the slot, whatever it may be. So usually, first year that doesn't go well for them because they're not going to get enough touches. And I that's where I worry about him. He might be an interesting. Um, I don't even know how late you can get him in in the dynasty though, uh, because. And that's the thing is it kind of like you're really going to have to wait and find out. I think this mm-hmm. guy is a year away. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with AJ after a year. You don't know what happens with, uh, you know, with, with a lot right. of these different contracts that Arizona has. Yeah. But he'll have one year to kind of prove that he's worthwhile and then we can really find out. I highly doubt that he's going to be that productive in his, his rookie season. I'm, I'm hoping for some, some bursts. But once again, I mean, I feel like I'm a Debbie Downer today. But there's a lot of guys uh, yeah. that went into really crowded, uh, you know, positional races, and <clears throat> I, you know, I can't force. I'm not going to force it and tell you he's going to be amazing when I I can't see it. Yep, it's um, yeah, I don't I don't see it yet in a lot of these situations. It's just not enough to go for redraft this year to pick a lot of these guys and just regular, you know, dynasty's different obviously, but this year it's just not a lot of stuff I see happening right away. So next up, we're still in the second round. We got a few more guys, a lot of receivers here. Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan goes to Seattle, which is again interesting. He 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 has actually more opportunity to get up to like a third receiver role because there's there's Metcalf and there's Lockett, and the tight end situation is. I mean, they got Will Disley, and that's not overwhelming. So he has an opportunity to get to be a number three here real quick, and he's an he's interesting. I've I've seen some very, you know. All over the place comparisons for him. Seen McCole Hardman, seen Jacoby Ford. Remember Jacoby Ford back in the, with the oh, Raiders. Yeah. Um, but then I've even seen like, oh, is he is he McCole Hardman or is he Tyree Kill? Like, right. And, but again, this he's I think he's a good player. Again, another another smaller, a lot of five nine guys here. Another five nine one ninety guy. But he has more opportunity, I believe, to get there. You know, that's the thing. He actually could be a number three. No time because the other receivers behind him. Would be Freddie Swain, Penny Hart, Darvin Kidsey. Like, have you heard any of those names other than Freddie Swain? I've heard of Freddie no. Swain, but these other Aaron Fuller, Cody Thompson. No, we haven't heard these guys. We don't know who these guys are. He right away can be the number three in 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 no time. So this makes him more attractive that way. But in fantasy for this year, again, he's a number three. It, uh, he, I think. I mean, he has more. Like you said, he has more upside. I mean, you laid yep. it out very well. It, it, and Seattle, where they like to yep. throw the ball, we have to find yep. out if their line can protect and they can run like they used to. Last year, kind of went off the rails there at the end of the year. Yep. But when you have Russell Wilson and you have two guys and that's it, 
obviously there you're going to have other guys that can slip past them free and he's not he's not a, a big guy but he he does everything well i mean he's 5'9 190 pounds and runs a 438 so yeah. he could definitely do some damage if he is the number 3 which i can't imagine you drafting a guy in the second round and not being able to beat out the names oh, that yeah. you just mentioned so I, I do like, I think there's a ton of upside mm-hmm. with him. I, I think he is very interesting and no one is going to want to draft him, you know, in, in, in regular redraft leagues. So yep. he's one you well, can throw on, on the end of your bench as so well. So last year in six games, they only played six games because of the short season. He had 33 catches for 768 yards and eight touchdowns. So you just double that, say 12 games, you know, 66 catches for 1500 yards and 16 touchdowns. And he had 23.3 yards per catch. Yeah, and you're doing it at Western Michigan. Yeah, he's going to be a big play guy. He's going to try to do that too, but it could maybe he can. I don't know. Yeah. So is DK Metcalf though. There's going to be some weapons there, but well, I, I like it. Mean, man, they love to air it out. This so. is a better situation, I think, without so, a doubt. Um, I'm definitely okay with this one, um, and hopefully it works out. So next up, we have the Rams picked a receiver two two Atwell from Louisville went to the Rams. Give uh, Matt Stafford another weapon here. Uh, that seems. I don't like saying that, but you got Cooper Cup, you know, you got Robert Woods. They signed Deshaun Jackson. Van Jefferson was drafted last year. We don't know if he's anything or not. You know, there's probably not a lot of room here right away. It, Woods and Cooper Cup are very established. And even Higby as the tight end, is he, he's going to get some catches. And well, at best, he's going to be like their number three, like the, the Josh Reynolds before, you know. Like, he's not going to probably have that much opportunity unless there's an injury. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, it's just whatever. It helps the team, I'm sure, but I, I, this one is almost a non-factor for me in fantasy. Yep. So next up, this is um, a player I actually really liked. Terrace Marshall from LSU goes to the Panthers. Yeah, there was a moment where I thought maybe he would fall to the Lions, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to yeah. do amazing things. And so, then he went to Carolina where I was like, oh, where dreams and, go to die for wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, DJ, Moore's, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are their one and two in whatever order you want to put them. I, I like DJ Moore, but, again, he hasn't been terribly impressive. Marshall could have a shot to get some opportunity here, but Sam Darnold's our quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say, when, when so, are you going to get to it? Like, just say Darnold's a quarterback. You're going to be throwing yeah. everything to McCaffrey. Yeah, Anything else the, should go to DJ Moore. Yep. You're, you, you're left out in the in the, in the the cold. I, and that's the problem. It's it's Sam Darnold, and it's, you know, McCaffrey gets a million catches. Oh, I just, the players I like, I want them to be in better, better situations. Yeah, that one hurt watching him. I was like, oh, well, we won't ever find out if he's good or not. And... Yeah, yeah, don't love it. All right, Chargers picked up a receiver. <laughs> just one time, though. I like know, During just... the draft, I just want to see, like, you know, it'll be like, in Carolina picks, Terrace Marshall. I just wanted him to be, like, on TV, be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like why, just why mouthing, there? mouthing curses and just being <laughs> like, why? Oh, the Chargers in the third round got Josh Palmer from Tennessee. So they have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and then Josh Palmer, though. I mean, they have Guyton, they have Tyron Johnson from last. You know, those guys are those guys are okay. But if Palmer could easily jump ahead of any of them and be the number three, you know, their tight ends not Jared Cook. This could be interesting, but it's still Keenan Allen is there. It's all about like Mike Williams, honestly. If Mike Williams is still, if Mike Williams can play, he doesn't get a shot. But if Mike Williams is struggling, if they don't play, I mean, Josh Palmer could jump up there. There's, there's, he has a good quarterback in this in this spot. There's more opportunity here, but again, there's just a couple guys ahead of him that 
should be established and should take the spot. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's that's a lot of these situations. Feels like next up, the Washington football team picked. How do you say his name? Diami, Diami Brown from North Carolina. So, who do we got here? We got Terry McLaurin, and what else? What else have we got in Washington? These oh days? man, what I'll, pull, I'll pull up their depth chart. Yeah, here. I was gonna say. I got to look this one up. Um, I mean, they have they've had like you know a bunch of random guys who were okay, like Sims and Horton and uh, yeah, or Harmon. Oh, so I'm wondering. Harman. Oh, Curtis Samuel. They signed. They signed Curtis oh, Samuel. Curtis I knew Samuel. there was another guy there. I feel like there's. Is that it? Um, Antonio Gandy Golden. He didn't. Yeah, he drafted okay. him last year. He didn't really do much. They had Steven Sims. They had Cam Sims. They signed Adam Humphreys as well, which doesn't mean much. Yeah, I didn't know that. Necessarily. So there, there's... There's definitely room. McLaurin and Samuel are the one, too. Harmon's been decent. Well, Gandy even, Golden, we don't know if he's Yeah, anything. we don't know, but Gandy Golden should be a year under his belt. I don't know if they even like the guy, but he's, he's got size and I mean, whatnot. They went and drafted a third-round receiver. They might not. Yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, they definitely need some more depth, and they're you know trying to help out the their offense, getting it going. Logan Thomas at tight end, he's definitely going to suck up some more because he, he was well, very good at the end of the last year. They're going to be interesting with Ryan Fitzpatrick, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're going to air it out, right? So, so they'll be different. This is one, I guess I would just watch this situation and see, because Curtis Samuel, he's not been a prolific pass catcher. No, so. I've, I've never been a, to be completely fair to him, too, I've never been a huge fan, but it's mostly because of the situation he was in. Like, I never thought he was going to jump over DJ Moore when he was on Carolina. And, I, you know, we just talked about Carolina, yeah. where I think dreams go to die for wide receivers. So maybe this is the the kick in the butt he needs. Maybe this is the new system. You have someone like Fitzpatrick who, you know, he's never the quarterback you want, but sometimes he's just the quarterback you need. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested. I don't know what level of play this guy can truly, truly come out with. If he's a, if he's a yeah. little more special than I'm thinking, there could be a lot of opportunity for him. Yep. All right. Next one off the board was the Green Bay Packers picking Amari Rodgers. So, this one should be something we'd be interested in, but who's their quarterback going to be? Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers – like, this is interesting. Like, we didn't talk about that yet. Well, that'll be another episode. I just can, dude, I, I just feel – it kind of makes me feel good. I hope that they do have to trade him. I and do I too. just want to be like, you reap what you sow. I hope he goes away. And now you get Jordan Love. And hope Jordan Love sucks. And Yeah, and this is – Sorry. Like, even, <laughs> if he was, even if he was good, you just wasted a uh, Super Bowl yep. possibility for a, a few years in a row. Like I have no remorse. I'm also a Lions fan, but no, I mean, like, well, good man. If Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback next year, Amari Rodgers actually could become interesting because Alan Lazard, Valdez Scantling, you know, St. Brown, they haven't done it. No, they've had plenty of opportunities. They have not seized he, that number two. Yeah, he could easily jump over these guys. He could. If it's not Aaron Rodgers, though, I don't love it. No, 100%. Uh, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, this you might as well forget about this guy. Um, if he is there... This is very interesting to me. Very yeah. interesting, but I do have to say, even with Aaron Rodgers, we have found every year we get into this where we're like, who's going to be the number yeah, two? They true. can win it. That's true. He doesn't even need And he might two. be another... He's he going to throw 20 he, touchdowns to He might be another Valdez, Scantling, and St. Brian, but he just might not be good. Yeah, it's just, you know, every three games you come up with a, a good game and... He, can't play them from that. But anyway, yep. yeah, Aaron Rodgers is really going to hinge key. on him. All right, here's another situation. Next up, Houston picked Nico Collins. So, if, okay. okay, even even sadder of a situation. So, if Deshaun Watson's the quarterback next year, again, this could be interesting 
because they got Brandon Cooks, but then you have Randall Cobb as a two. Oh. You have Kiki Cutie who hasn't done anything. You got Andre Roberts. Nico Collins could jump in here. Nico Collins could be the number one if if things fall the right way for him. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but if Watson, for whatever reason, cannot suit up, yep. I don't think I, I don't know if I it's gonna be another one where I don't think I care. Because yep. I don't think that they'll have a backup that will be good enough. And more than likely he's not gonna be the number one. That that's yep. me thinking if it goes the the best way possible. But and Coach has had concussion issues in the past, so injuries and all that could hit. He he could be in line for a starting spot for the majority of the year. You never know. But they might have, they might have like Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And as much as, dude, good for Tyrod, but... <laughs> whew. And then they might hand it over to Davis Mills, who they just drafted. I know, so. that's even scarier. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, once again, you you go to a place where you think you have opportunity, but there's if it's not one thing, it's another. Yep, exactly. All right, final third-round receiver was Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, went to the Cleveland Browns, who have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, let's not. You know, Austin Hooper, <laughs> Harrison Bryant, David Njoku. There's a lot of guys. They got so many too. weapons. So, crazy, yeah. You know, not the situation where you're looking at a guy who's just going to. Also, you're a run-first team. If yeah. Odell couldn't get to the place where we wanted him to, how, why would I ever think that this rookie could? Yeah. Next up in the fourth round was Des Fitzpatrick from Louisville going to the Tennessee Titans. Could be more opportunity there. A.J. Brown's the number one, but then it's Josh Reynolds is basically their number two. No more Corey Davis, no more Adam Humphreys or whatever. You know, there, there's – who's their well, number? And they, they don't have Jonu Smith either, so – They don't have Jonu Smith. They, so this is a – That's interesting. This is interesting. For a fourth-round fourth receiver, he actually has some opportunity. Um, can he play is the other <laughs> – like, he can't just – I mean, opportunity is one thing. You have to be able to play. We'll see if he can play. But this is a spot where maybe there's opportunity here with a decent quarterback who's, you know, people, have, he, he can he can make it work. So this one to watch. Next up, the Lions pick Amon Ross St. Brown. Is that whatever his name is from the Packers' brother, I believe. Yeah. So well, Yeah, I don't even want to start. Yeah. St. Brown, the other St. Brown. Yeah, I always say his last name. <laughs> now, I like this one. Yeah, I was like, finally we get to it. I I, I I don't want to steal your thunder, but no, I, just, I truly think that this is the diamond in the rough. I, I like the player, and I like the situation. Yes. This is the first time I had one of these, I feel like, today. Because all, all he has ahead of him is Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams. That doesn't inspire any confidence. No. The team might just be really bad. And Jared Goff, it might no one might be good, which is very yes. true. But <laughs> you know that the line, is, first of all, they're the ones that got Sewell. So you, you yeah. should have a pretty good line. You have DeAndre Swift. You should be able to run the ball relatively well. They will have opportunity to throw it down the down the field. They do have Hawkinson. He's slotted in at the tight end. Great. Wide receiver becomes a big, giant question mark. And this guy is going to be very good in the slot, which I think is going to be much more of, of uh, who's our new quarterback? Not Stafford. I'm just going to call him that. Yeah, Goff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we have Goff. We're very proud of it. Yay. We have Goff. Uh, but look how well he did in the Rams throwing to the slot. He did yeah. He did wonderful. And this guy could be playing all over the field because we don't have anyone that's a, a guaranteed thing. I, I like the fact that I think he's – maybe he's not as uh, athletic as some of these other guys. But, um, but the guy can catch it. He's got great hands. He runs very good routes. He can play multiple positions as a wide receiver as far as slot or the outside and whatnot. So yep. 
I think that he is in line for a ton of uh, targets. Whether whether he does anything with them is a whole nother thing. But just because of that, where it, like that is meeting where uh, the talent and the opportunity yep. are meeting, I think he has to jump up into what I would consider is uh, at least a top 10 wide receiver that no one, everyone's going to overlook because right now he's on Detroit and you're thinking, I don't know what people are thinking to be quite honest. Yeah. So I, I just like, I like the spot. I like the the fit. I think this is one where this guy could actually play and he's going to have a lot more value than a lot of these guys we just talked about before him. Like almost, I mean, you're going to go way up the board and he's going to have more value than a lot of them. I mean, up till almost first round guys, to be honest. Without and, a doubt. Not to say he's better than them. Necessarily, opportunities there, and I think he's good. He's a good player. I don't think there's, I don't think there's that big of a difference. I don't think honestly. so either. I so. think you know you could talk about the first three. After that, it's yeah. all about opportunity, and yeah. he definitely is going to have it. He has fallen into a great position, and um, and the I think the best comparison that I heard, which made me feel very very good, was um, who was it? Was it Chris Sims? I think it was Chris Sims, but he said he reminded me or reminded him a lot of um. Uh, not Robert Woods. Who's the other guy? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Thank yeah. God. Uh, and yeah, just hearing that. First of all, because it, it it does kind of ring a bell as far as oh, Cooper Cup did a lot of really good things, but he didn't stand out necessarily in any one thing when you went through the combine and and the the draft process. So I was like, okay, well that actually does make a lot of sense. This guy, same thing. He was just a very good wide receiver, but you're not exactly sure. He's not overly fast. He's not overly big. He's not this. He's not that. But he just does everything well. And on top of that, you know, uh, running the slot for the Rams, Goff did very well with him the first couple of years, threw a ton of touchdowns to him. If that's anything like him, you could have immediate success. Yep. Um, so I, I love everything kind of converging on this guy. And you were able to get him yep. later too, which is, you know, plus for the Lions. Yep. So there's a bunch more receivers. None of them have a lot of opportunity here after one to get to – the same Brown here. Like the next one is uh, Jalen Darden went to uh, the Buccaneers. <laughs> he has no no chance there. Yeah, that poor SOB. So, all right. Tight end, Kyle Pitts. Went to Atlanta. I think that's good, actually, for him. Yeah. That's good. that's a good spot. I see not that that's he has maybe he still has Julio. There's been the trade rumors, but you got Ridley and Julio, and then you got a solid, good enough quarterback, obviously. Matt Ryan, you know, he can have his ups and downs, but he's a good NFL quarterback. He's yeah. going to. Make Kyle Pitts be Kyle Pitts is going to be good. This is going to be he's going to be top ten for me. Would it be yeah, I can see that. What where um would it help or hurt him if Julio Jones went somewhere else? I don't know if it makes a difference. I, I have a hard time figuring out how that. Works. I was going to say you it can probably, either say it, it's it, going to take. It probably helps him slightly, but I don't think it. I don't. More targets can go toward him, or it probably he's not going to be the focal point. Of no, the I defense. think it could help him. I think it would hurt. Ridley in a way more because there's gonna be so much concentration on Ridley. Yeah. I don't think it would. I don't know how much it would affect Pitts. I think he'd get more targets. I think he would yeah. get more targets. It's not gonna change really how he's being defended. Probably. Um, I mean, I think this goes without saying, but what is the uh, what does this mean for Hurst? Oh, he's worthless. Is it, yeah, is he irrelevant now? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they picked up his fifth year option. No, either. they did, they did not. They, yeah. did, they did not. So he's uh, um, doesn't mean he won't be on the team. I mean, Pitts is not just top ten. He's probably even higher than that at this point. Because the back, like when you get to the end of the top ten, it's pretty weak. I mean, you got Kelsey, you got Kittle, you got Waller, um, Andrews, right? So that's about four. Hawkinson, right? Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson. That, yeah. Then who else is there? Goddard, Goddard and Fant. So even if you put even those two ahead, yeah, but yeah, I'll be honest. Even Fant, 
So you might put Goddard six, and maybe you put Pitts seven. Like that's how high up he could be. He could be up all the way up there. Um, I mean, he really could. There, I mean, there's a lot of people that are interesting. But yeah, there's no there's no one that's a, a guaranteed. Even someone I like, like uh, Jacecki. Yeah, he's, he hasn't done. Yeah, it. he hasn't. He hasn't really broken out. We're not sure. John Smith and Hunter Henry are both on the same team, so you don't know how that's going to shake out. Rob Gronkowski, even though he came on late last year, he is getting a little bit older, and they have a million weapons. They don't have to use yeah. him. Uh, Tanya, and I'm not a huge believer in. Um, Logan Thomas is very interesting, but once again, I need to see more than just a, a window of yep. of last year. I mean, really, I mean, you start going further and further down. I mean, yeah. yeah he he goes up just because he's a guaranteed number one guy, and they drafted him so high, you know they're going to try to use him. Yeah, we'll find out. I yep. mean, is there anything that could keep him from playing large minutes? I it's mean, just injury. I don't even That's think, they're, I don't even think no. they're going to care if he can block or not. No, it's just injury. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that'll stop him. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, tight end is going to be a very strange uh, place yep. to draft. Yep. There's really not many other tight ends to talk about. Pat um, Fryermuth went to Steelers. That's he he could have a chance to play. I don't. He's not he's not Kyle Pitts. And first year tight ends don't do great. He only has Eric Ebron ahead of him, which who cares about Eric Ebron? Eric Ebron. Uh, yeah, blows. but you still have yeah, but you still have Ebron above him. And, and still, that's nothing. Though. That's have, worthless. Yeah, <laughs> and then you still have the three wide receivers. Yeah, like there's, exactly. There's so, a lot of mouths to feed. There. And after that, it's all that was the, the only that was that was the only tight end in the second round. After that, it's all third round tight ends. Somebody could do something, but usually not in year one. Not yep. to worry about that. So we'll end it with quarterback. There's really not much to go over fantasy wise for quarterback. Trevor Lawrence went to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, I think can be good. I don't know how good, but he's worth he's worth getting at the end of a draft and putting him as your second quarterback. Don't I don't want him to be your number one, obviously. But getting him as your second quarterback, there's nothing wrong with that and seeing what he is. I'm good with that. Do you um do you think anyone has a higher ceiling than he does? Because no. if you're not if you're not drafting him to be your number one, then it doesn't really you don't need him for the first few weeks yeah. anyway. So would you well, rather have him, Trey Lance, so Justin not, Fields? So, I mean that this like, one is actually a legit yeah, conversation. So Zach Wilson's I'm not I'm just not interested this year. I don't it's the Jets in that. Trey Lance, I don't know if Trey Lance is gonna play right away. I think Garoppolo is gonna stick on the team and probably start. I think at the beginning. I really do. I think Trey Lance I don't think he has enough experience yet. He hasn't played much. No, he played North Dakota State. No, he hasn't really. played hardly at all. I think you I think you need some more well, Trey Lance has a sit for a bit. Maybe, but how how long? And it, it's I, not I mean, going to be all year. But you have to get him playing time, right? Maybe. So at some point, like he has. Well, to play. not necessarily. If the if the 49ers are playing well with Garoppolo, well, they should. I they, mean, should they should be. That's the, very they should team. be a good team. I don't know if Trey Lance comes in and plays right away. It might be a bit. I know. I just don't know how you manage that expectation it's a, it, with it, Garoppolo. It's going to be weird. It's going to be. It's going to be uh, a strange one. So Justin Fields is the one where Justin Fields, he definitely could yeah, he he's right there with Lawrence probably this year in fantasy. Field just is interesting. He, is it interesting because he has a well first of all we're assuming yeah. he's going to start, right? I think we'll we'll take to, that off. He's going to beat Dalton, yeah. right? So yeah, so he starts so we'll just assume that uh even uh, assume that Trey Lance is going to start. Yeah. Right? So you would have four quarterbacks that are going to start which one if like from day 1 would you think is worth having on your fantasy roster next year as as a run as a QB two because none of them are going to be a QB one right right which one do you think has the most upside 
Out of Lawrence and <laughs> out of those four, Lawrence for sure. It's just it's still Lawrence. Really? Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Fields he's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he definitely does have because of his rushing ability. He does. I mean, somewhat. I mean, he has some rushing ability, right? We have we seen it completely in college, though. They didn't need to do it. That's the thing. He didn't need to do a lot of it. Like last year, only in you know. I mean, I mean, he definitely. He, I he mean, does, but it's not like he. Doesn't have some crazy yards per carry like you have sometimes, but no, I mean that's very true. And he does get some touchdowns though. He he's he's not Lamar Jackson, but he, well, you know, no one's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he's not that. <laughs> no one's him. I mean, obviously he can run, but he's um he did have ten touchdowns two years ago. So you know, I mean, he can run. I mean, okay, I just don't know. But, you know, we, we've seen how many times have we seen yeah. it where we don't think everyone's going to run. Josh Allen adds a lot of stats on that sheet because he does rush. Yeah, even. Yeah. I mean, it it just goes without saying that if you're a mobile quarterback, things will break down and you can kind of, you know, here's 10 yards, here's a touchdown, here's whatever. He does have a, a good arm. We have no idea how it's going to – Yeah, I mean, his entire game is going to go to the NFL because we, we never know that. No one – anyone that tells you they know what quarterback is going to hit – I mean, I think Burrow might have been the most guaranteed thing, and he did pretty yeah. well, but – but I mean, it's it is Fields and the possible rushing he can do. That's what makes it interesting. I like but. him, and I do think that he has weapons that go well with his his yeah. characteristics, right? Where you have Allen Robinson, that's a wonderful safety blanket. I mean, that guy can catch a ton of balls. We both like Mooney. He's a fast guy. Fields yep. has a big arm. You could definitely do it that way. You also you should be able to run a little bit, even though we're not a huge fan of. I mean, the, he, he's he can run. He definitely can. Yeah. He's just it, I don't want people to go and think they're going to get Lamar out of this. No, like, no, no. And people, I think Lamar has like really <laughs> increased these expectations. And not not saying we're not even getting Kyler Murray. No, this, no, not know, him either. No, you know, not getting that. He he definitely can run though, obviously. But yeah, he's somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, and I just we'll see, we'll see. I've seen a lot of um, Ohio State quarterbacks not really do much, and. You know, it's happened a lot. It's happened. It happens a lot. Uh, I can't name an OSU quarterback that has hit. I mean, who are who? Who? What are the last ones? Dwayne Haskins. Well, yeah, big flop. <laughs> Cardell Jones. I mean, yeah. I know I'm missing some other bigger names. Here. Um, um, who am I thinking of? Smith. Um, all right, here we go. Let me yeah, see. Pull Troy Smith, right? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. JT Barrett, Craig Kensel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I might be going too far back. Troy Smith, back in the day. JT Barrett. Didn't really, or Braxton Miller wasn't even a quarterback by the time it ended. He went to the yeah. um, wide receiver, yeah, Terrell Pryor, <laughs> yeah, Cardell Jones. Like I said, yeah, it's just it, you don't have the history here. I mean, they did they the one the one quarterback they've had that is it he's going to be good in the pros is Joe Burrow, but he left him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he. How he, funny is that? He became good somewhere else. See, it's just um, let's say here here's their quarterbacks. I got the list here of their over the last few years. Where to go? Um, I'm kind of curious about this now. So obviously Justin Fields this past year. Before that you had Haskins, and my thing decided not to load. So you had Haskins before that, JT Barrett before that. You had Cardale Jones before that, and you had Braxton Miller before that. Joe Bowserman started (laughs) before that. You had Terrell Pryor before that. So there you go. Troy Smith before that. It they don't me. pan out in the NFL, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, no. it, he's a different than those guys. It's just the history isn't there right now. It is always yeah. nice to see the history, though, yeah. because it, I think it does equate yeah. to some extent. Quarterback yeah. is much harder, but when you have that many that went to the NFL and that many that are they're overall athletic, yeah. I mean, how many of those guys can run and throw? Yeah, they that, could do it all in college. Yep. 
you know, it, a, more of a pure passer generally works better in the NFL. Once again, generalizing means nothing. Otherwise, no one would have drafted Lamar and how good he is. Yeah. So you don't know, but there's definitely, I mean, that's why he's so interesting. That's why I think he has yeah. such a high ceiling. Yeah. It, and he could also wash out in a year. But I mean, again, he he's sweet. another one where you get him as your second quarterback, go right ahead. That's a good move yeah. to do. That's a definitely a good play. It, what is a... Okay, so we but went over I don't, everyone. I don't we necessarily did. think he's going to do it year one, though. Like, Lamar didn't really do it till year two. Kyler did it year two. Kyler was better than Lamar, actually, I think, in year one. But it was year well, two Lamar, where, they, where did, they... Lamar didn't even really play. No, it I was mean, later on. But year two is, like, really where these guys become a little better. So Very true. I mean, what, they, even Burrow. I mean, he, I mean did, Hurt, he did fine. But Hurts actually looked pretty good running the ball. He wasn't great as a quarterback, but... Yes. And I, that's, I do think it's a little different, too, because the... Well... You can make the argument for Baltimore, right? Yeah. They're they're kind of a playoff team already. Yep. But the Bears are kind of set up, like you know, if yeah. Aaron Rodgers really does leave, true. You know, these other teams are a little bit in the rebuilding mode. Lions are for sure. You do have a uh, a couple of superstars on the defensive end. You you could do some some things, and heaven knows that all of Chicago is going to be behind you because of the lousy yep. job they've done in the past decade with quarterback. I, before we go, there's uh, first of all, we didn't really talk about. Um, we didn't talk about Zach Wilson of the Jets, and you're not interested in him at all. Is it? Is it the? And you said it was because of the Jets, but they have done a lot to get more weapons around him, right? Corey Davis, maybe he hasn't completely shown everything he can do yet, but they did get him. They did, you know, they have enough there now. Yeah, you know, I mean, Mims, we don't really know. It's a lot of question marks, but I, I do his skill set, his maybe, his arm strength is maybe very interesting. Maybe we have Justin Herbert on it on our hands, right? We, right. You know, and it, it's possible. I just um, you're not even going to take the risk. Nah, not really. In, in Dynasty, which one of these guys do you like the most? Uh, besides, I know you're going to say Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be Lawrence then Fields, honestly. Okay, probably. No. Oh wow, even okay. I mean, I'd probably go Lance. I, honestly, yeah. I, I was wondering Lance. if you're going to say if Lance he has go, to start right yeah. eventually, and, and then, then I go Wilson, and then Mac Jones. Okay, that. and that was the last one I so, wanted to ask. Mac, Mac Jones, Jones. I think I don't think Mac Jones is going to start right away. I think it's going to be Cam Newton, and that's pretty much. Even if he did, who's he throwing the ball to? True, you know. So that's where I don't think he's going to do much year one, and that's it. That's the only quarterbacks that matter. After that, yeah. it was Kyle Trask was by the Bucks, Kellen well, <laughs> Mond for the Vikings. Like, I mean, yeah, but we could talk about. <coughs> The Texans as well. Davis Mills is the one who it just we don't know what's going to happen there, yeah. and I don't even think he was. He, it would be Tyrod probably to start it. So after that, though, you know, just guys who are going to be backups. Ian Book for the Saints, which could be interesting. If, I'm so confused at that one. Yeah, they got Winston and um, Taysom, but maybe they, maybe <laughs> maybe they aren't looking at Taysom as a a, a true. He's going to be the he's going to be the backup maybe. So. Yeah, that's a, it was a strange yeah. one, though. I was surprised to see that yeah. pick. So. All right, there we go. NFL draft time. So we'll be back next week with some, uh, I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll have some, have some more for you next week. Talk to you guys then.